Hey guys, before we get started, this is this is recording the day before Valentine's, but it's coming out a week after. But it's okay. It's okay. We still love y'all. We're keeping that going. We're keeping the love alive. Follow us on social media. Show us some love on there. Facebook, Instagram, and X at Launchpad Pod. Our website, launchpadpod.com. And on YouTube, check out our handsome faces. Although today, I'm not very handsome. I'm getting over like the slightest... like. Not even like a cold that makes you feel bad, just one that like makes you gross. Because like I was gonna say, makes you look bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that doesn't happen. Uh, like like I went I went to like bend over and like pat my daughter on the head, and it's like stuff came out of my nose and almost got on her. I was like, oh. like a He-Man playset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I poured the ooze into my man bun, and then it came out my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so gross. And she was so off put by it because she was like, they were just about to leave. And I was like, okay, bye. Let me give you a hug and kiss. And then she was like, Daddy, I hope your nose stops leaking and you feel better. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> thanks, baby. I hope your leak gets better. I was like, uh, thanks. <laughs> it's like very sympathetic when you're sick. Like if you cough, it has you don't have to do it on him. But if you cough, he goes, Daddy, I'm sorry you're sick. And I'm like, I know you're saying that because you're being sweet, but it is your fucking fault, bro. Yeah, Stay over yeah. there. You get sick as shit and you bring it home. The second she comes home and like starts sniffling, I'm like, I'm going to be sick in a week. Here it comes. <laughs> but we're not talking about runny noses or He-Man play sets. Well, we might talk about He-Man play set. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, we're, we're, we're having a fun. It's, it's our Valentine's Day episode. So let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron, and I'm Matt. Matt, you sound blue. You sound glum. What's up, my friend? I'm a little sad. I got I got my heart broken. Oh no, dude! Are you sleeping on the couch? No, no, it's not Amanda. It's <laughs> 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 don't tell her, but my my crush of I don't know thirty five years, thirty seven years. My crush just broke my heart after all of that pining. Thirty seven years of pining. <laughs> oh no! She let me down gently, but. She she let me down. I mean, we'll have to get into that. You want to talk about it now? We're going to save it as a as a as a tease for later. Uh, a tea. Let's tease it a bit. It I is have... Valentine's Day. Let's tease it up. Let's get <laughs> teasy. Tease it. Oh, that's how you guys do Valentine's Day. We exchange chocolates, eat chocolates, and then go to bed at nine. <laughs> that's, that's our Valentine's Day. I mean, I already got my present because. <laughs> so did wife, I? But go ahead. <laughs> my wife is is the best and also the worst gift giver at the exact same time. How does that work, may you ask? She's the best because she <laughs> buys very thoughtful and really awesome gifts. She's so good at buying gifts. She's the worst because she can't hold on to them until the day you're supposed to give the gift. So she gets to, I think you've said this before, she gets too excited. She gets so pumped. Like a box shows up and she's like, teehee, it's your Valentine's Day present. I'm like, can't wait to open it. And she's like, open it now. And you're like, what? You don't want to wait till Valentine's I can't wait till Valentine's Day. You gotta force me to open it. Um, it's the Ghostbusters Lego set, my dude. The Ecto One, the big eighteen inch Ecto One nice. Lego the collector's set. one. Not not the because yeah. I have one that comes with minifigs. It's a, a kid's set. It's no, probably this a couple is, hundred pieces. No, this is thousands and thousands of pieces. The instructions come in a 
like envelope this thick. It is amazing. A, I, a little jealous. I'm a little jealous. I I am not a Lego guy, to be honest. I have nothing against them. Love Legos. Grew up with Legos. Played a lot of Legos. But like, I don't like collect. Like, like so it was something that was like, oh, this is actually going to be really fun to put together and something that's new and exciting to do. So I, I'm, it's a cool, it was a cool gamble that I'm, I'm pretty, pretty stoked on, jazzed on it. Congratulations. I got some sweet ass Jaws boat shoes. <laughs> Amanda, Amanda's family lives on a lake and they just got a new boat that we are part owners of. Aye, aye, Captain. Yeah. And Amanda was like, I, I'm going to get something that's part me and part you. So she got these pretty sweet Jaws boat shoes. This is Jaws 2. It's got some people falling off of those uh, wind boats or whatever, whatever those things are called, like the sailboats a that they sailboat? have. <laughs> no, but it's like a weird, it's like a weird sailboat skip. It's not like a traditional scale, a sailboat. So she got me these shoes and she was like, listen, and we always do this because we always get stuff kind of like that each other likes, but not exactly. So she's like, I won't be, my feelings won't be hurt if the, if these aren't your deal. But I thought boat shoes, they're cool. You could lounge around the house and wear them in Rhode Island when we go. So I looked into it and I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. But I'm, I'm going to look into it and see what the different options are. So this company is like a big boat shoe company. They made, I don't know, 15 different Jaws shoes. So I want this other one that's a different design. <laughs> On one foot, it's got the classic Jaws shark coming up but it's coming up to the side like across your foot okay. and on the other foot is the girl swimming so when your feet are together it's the poster it's fucking baller so i'm gonna try to get the i'm gonna try to switch them out and get those and then if you guys can keep a secret <gasps> yeah so for her hey amanda i'm about to tell the podcast what i got you for valentine's day but i i'm gonna try to do as quietly as i can don't listen okay that bitch gonna listen <laughs> <laughs> all right so here i'll do it like this i got her i tried to get her something that was bridging my world and her world so i got her a taylor swift graphic novel <laughs> Brad, hell right? yeah. like i think that's at least on par with this uh with a special ebay exclusive variant cover and all this other stuff dude um taylor swift had the best month ever i mean haters be damned she won the super bowl her boyfriend got to play at the usher concert so cool <laughs> So I was cool. confused. I literally thought she was on the team. I was like, which one is Taylor Swift? <laughs> I literally do not care. So I love I love that people get so mad when somebody's picture appears on TV for like, I don't know, 30, 30 seconds out of four I hours. I of- didn't watch because I was like, I don't even care about football. But if you're splitting it between football and that, I'm not. I, I, <laughs> I mean, go, 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 girl. Yeah, we're talking crushes today, man. It's going to be fun. hard left turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think some people are crushing hard on Taylor Swift. Um, not my jam. I, I I did some music videos for her though. I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, crushes, I'm not a fan. man. Crushes in movies, comic books, TV, cartoons. Perhaps. Yeah, these these are like pop culture crushes. These are not crushes yeah. that like we had like Kristen Hodish. I'm not sure if you're <laughs> listening, but Kristen, Ho- you Kristen, you knew I had a crush on you because Joey Dunn finally got uh, helped me get the balls to ask you out in fourth grade. We had a date planned and then I promptly got punished. So I guess I owe you that date, Kristen. 
I was never much of a dater into high school. Um, you know, girls didn't play D and D or have action figures. I was going to say so. I was more of a video game at mom's house fella. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking back, there's like a hindsight to like, oh man, it's not that they that they weren't interested. It's that you, I was oblivious, and that's my fault. That's on me. Because like I remember at some point, like somebody was saying, I was like, yeah, you guys would like come over because you were friends with so and so's brother. We were playing D and D in his basement, and they're like, yeah, no, we were just there to try and like hang out with the boys and you guys just wanted to play with dice and shit. I was like, oh my God, we could have been, there could have been like, we could have been getting a second base. Instead, we were like trying to roll crits and not, not slay a a dragon. Did the girls look like (laughs) ogres and trolls or were they like regular women? (laughs) (laughs) We might've been more enticed. If it was like, were you trying to roll for that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) My charisma is pretty high. (laughs) (laughs) I, as a kid, like, as a, you know, when you start to get interested in that shit, I think I was probably the, the normal amount of interest, but I was shy as a kid. I was shy until high school. High school, I came out of my shell and like turned it on and became like the handsome, annoying, loud guy that I am now. But in middle school and below, I wasn't like, I wasn't like taking shots and missing. I didn't know how to take a shot. So if I liked a girl, I just like liked her quietly in my little corner. And you know how much attention she gave that? Zero. Zero. Um, <laughs> I was the kid that everybody always wanted to set up with their friend. And so they'd be like, who do you like? And be like, no, I don't want to. I just don't want to make a big deal. I want to be my, the quiet kid in the corner. And then they'd be like, Aaron likes Stephanie. And they'd write it on the board and everybody would be chanting and screaming. And then they'd force her to come and talk to you. And she'd be like, I'm not interested. And be like, I get it. I watched that happen to my one of my close friends at the time, Richard Kalame. He's like, I like Chrissy Gru. We were like, Christian likes you. And we watched this entire kid's social standing just get demolished in the span yeah. of like 47 seconds, you know? Christy, see, does you like Richard? No. Your high voice cuts your mic out. It's too high. It's too <laughs> high for the microphone. <laughs> I, I'm trying to make a joke out of that. Chrissy? There's no joke. Chrissy? <laughs> Chrissy? Uh, I've, I, see, it's funny. I've watched my, my life crumble like that so many times that I've learned how to flip it on its head. Like, if you just start laughing like extra hard Fuck at the you, joke, Chrissy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like there's ways to flip that over. If you know how to ride that shit out, and I, I'm pretty good at it. Like when shit's just going sideways, they're like, "Are you really this dumb?" I'm like, "No, but I'm gonna ride it out anyway." <laughs> like, I don't think I didn't like I didn't have any the like, Richard's life crumbled. Not life, but like social thing for the day or week crumbled because that was embarrassing. I never really had that. I didn't take I didn't take many swings. But we're not talking about crushes that we actually had a chance with. We're talking <laughs> about crushes that were on TV shows, commercials billboards movies video games whatever um and it's funny because this is one of those things that i had like one good idea two good ideas when i came up with this topic and then i was like oh i don't have any more than that and then suddenly i was like wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute and i have this whole long list of unrequited past loves that didn't even know i was alive like do you think candace cameron dj tanner knew i was alive no (laughs) to this day and like i don't think i'm famous but i've done a couple things i've been on the national news probably like 15 times in my life national news 15 times and i'm only 41 candace cameron doesn't remember me she doesn't know me at all 
<laughs> I didn't even know I had a crush on DJ Tanner until one night. And dude, I swear this hit me like a train last night while thinking about this episode. I woke up one day from a dream. Do you remember? It's going to get weird. Just just go with it. This is not this is my opening volley of weird. This isn't even as weird as it's going to get. Do you, <laughs> do you remember spin art? Hell yeah, spin art. Yeah. Yeah, Throw, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's if, like for people it's who like are too old to know what that is. Tie-dye for young. people who like to get dizzy. <laughs> <laughs> There's and I think my sister had one. It was like a bucket, and at the bottom of it was this little like paper holder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, a turntable. You put a piece of paper on, and it spins the paper, and then you drip paint onto it, and it as it spins, it makes a pattern. So it's hitting, it's splashing, and then when you turn it off, it's in a circular splash pattern around the paper. As a kid, I couldn't tell you how old I was, but let's say I mean it must have been middle uh, elementary school. I had a dream that me and I mean I guess it was Candace Cameron, but to me she was DJ Tanner. Yeah. We we were doing spin art and it was, that was your date. I don't even know if it was a date. I think we just both were fans of geometric splash shapes, abstract. Sh- <laughs> was it DJ Tanner with the big hair? Fuck or- yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dude, I still can remember the visual, at least as I remember it, of the dream. We were in this like random white space and we were there was a table. And I guess we were talking and maybe if you ask like seven or eight year old Matt what the conversation of that dream was, I could tell you. But I remember waking up and it was one of those dreams where you're like, you know, you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm in my bed. Oh, wait, whatever I just imagined was happening is not happening. Like it takes you a second to be like, that was a dream. Yeah. And I was like, wait, that was a dream. And I was so crushed that I wasn't actually doing spin art with DJ oh. Tanner that I realized I liked her. Like I didn't know until I realized until in I had that movie taste version? and it was Take it away. In the movie version, you wake up and the spin art's drying on the table. And you're like, aww. <laughs> yeah, dude. I woke up and I was like, holy shit. I was like, why am I so bummed that I wasn't doing spin art with her? And I don't even think I was probably old enough to know about like feelings or sexual stuff or anything. I, was I just say, was like, I want to be doing I want to be doing spin art. With dreams, you gotta be careful. You wake up with a different kind of splatter art in your <laughs> This is before that for (laughs) sure. This is before that for sure. But I think this is one of those like I couldn't have told you that I had a crush on her because I didn't know what that was. Yeah. But like that's what it was. I wanted to be doing spin art with that girl. Uh, All right. So Candace Cameron, uh, hit me up. I know you like taking pictures with your husband grabbing his boobs. That's cool. But if you guys are in one of those open relationships where you're allowed to do spin (laughs) art with other men. What's the name of that like pottery place in LA that you can go and do paint? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a yeah, yeah. I wonder. Oh, I forgot the name. That would be a perfect joke. Hey, now I want to make a reality show. Um, color me mine. That's color the, that's, me mine. Yeah. Yes. Now I want to make a reality show that's fucking Dungeons and Dragons dorks finally getting to do the dream date that they had with their childhood crushes. But it's got to be the same thing. So like, it's not the modern version. We have to go to some sort of uh, spin art. <laughs> place you know those spin art places yeah do they do that anyway like like a tie-dye joint yeah we're definitely doing arts and crafts (laughs) we got to go to the mall and hang out at the food 
court. <laughs> I, can't, <laughs> I can't no, because I think that's like that's almost plebeian. Like, oh, let's go to the mall. When 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 a young man asks you to do some spin art, you you put on your best clip on earrings and feather that hair as high as you can, and you show that guy. A good time. That's that's like the the '90s nine year old, eleven year old. How old are we saying? Eleven year old equivalent of the scene. I think from it was Ghost, younger. The, the pottery <laughs> yeah, scene from yeah. Ghost. Boom, boom. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Squirting out the. <laughs> I like to use. My darling, can you pass me the blue? Uh, okay. <laughs> Squirting it slow on there. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's doing the the. She's squirting the paint on, and I have my hands around. I'm standing behind her, and I have my hands around. <laughs> and you guys just look into each other's eyes, and the camera pans into the spin, and that's and it fades to black. That's love, baby. That's Come on, love. Tell me, tell me. I mean, Star Wars had worse sex or uh, love scenes in it than that. You would, you could feel that. We just said some shit that, like, ooh, man. I haven't officially asked Amanda to be my Valentine's. I feel like if Candace Cameron, whatever her married name is. <laughs> Hits me up. I have a chance. EJ Tanner. All right. So when I was a kid, we went to the video store a lot. Blockbuster, Hollywood Video, Marsh, your local grocery store. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and one of my favorite books, which also had several movies, a lot of movies. A lot of them are like, I don't know, Norwegian or something, whatever. Um, I love Pippi Longstocking. And this Ooh. is this is just one of a lot that you're going to find that, um, and Matt knows this, and my wife knows this because <laughs> she is one. Um, I guess I got a thing for redheads, I guess. <laughs> it's going to happen a time and time again on this list. But uh, Pippi Longstocking might have been my first crush. Here's this badass chick, doesn't take shit for nobody, runs with pirates, steals a pirate ship, fucking goes and saves her dad, has a pet fucking monkey and a talking parrot, and like can just kick ass all over the place. Um, my favorite one was um, a High Seas Adventure with Pippi Longstocking, uh, which is like older from the 60s, and that was played by Inger Nielsen. <laughs> is that the, the one where she has a little polka dot bikini on? No. Oh, this is, uh, I don't know, Pippi in the South Seas. This one's from 1970. Um, and that one had a lot of pirate adventure shit happening. I liked it. Um, you do the do like pirates. Is, I do like pirates. Um, the, the new one was Tammy Aaron in uh, The New Adventures of, of uh, Pippi Longstocking. And again, same character, just this badass chick who's like, I'm not afraid to put on an eye patch. I'm like, I can see you rocking that. Hot. All right. Hot. <laughs> that so yeah, so cool. you, you mentioned a couple things that I think could be selling points. Yes. As far as like a, a love interest, what about it? What about her or her adventures? Do you think was uh, like the, the the heavy hitters for your heart? She just wasn't afraid to like just make a huge mess and have fun. And as somebody who like I I identified more with like the little kid, the other kid in it, like <laughs> she. She is basically a female Peter Pan who shows yep. up in these children's lives and um and basically wreaks havoc but teaches them how to have a good time. Um who are the other the two children what are the name? Um Tommy and Annika. Yeah, Tommy and Annika are the two children that she befriends. She's like the neighbor kid. And they're normal and she's wild and crazy and her dad <laughs> hasn't been home for years and he's off fighting pirates and she's got this pet monkey and lives in a crazy Pee-wee Herman type house. Mm -hmm. And you're like so, like that allure of like this kid who does whatever they want gets to do whatever they want who's this cute cute freckled redhead with crazy hair yeah and, boner boner tails yeah and here i am this like kid who's just like oh i gotta be home by six o'clock i'm just doing it. and she's like fuck that shit get my pirate <laughs> ship let's go my parents won't let me watch pg-13 movies <laughs> yeah exactly Oy, baby <laughs> and your heart was like ba-boom-pa ba-boom-pa ba yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she's the one who is like really gonna show you what high seas adventures is like what swat she's probably killed a few men i'm just saying mm -hmm. and that's 
does it for you. I mean, she, I'm not wild, judging. I kind of I'm on board with that. Her wild style and take no prisoners, give no fucks. I I thought that was great, and it's also like that like devil may care attitude. Like I love that like that that thirst for life. She had a real zest, zesty long <laughs> stuff. Dumb yeah, name, yeah, dumb name though, but you know, whatever. All right, so let's say that you guys have been dating for a while and it's serious. Pippi Longstocking? You're, yeah, okay. yeah. You're, you're talking about moving in, like it's that serious. Yeah. What do you call her like day to day? Like if she's in the other room and you're calling her. Mm, oh, this is good. This is good because pet names, I, I don't, I mean, everybody has them. Like my wife and I, it's like Bear and Bunny. What's up, Bun? Hey, Bear. And you're like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> uh, wait, time out for a second. I have to throw up, but go ahead. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> still, it's a pet name. That's like. Me and you have pet names for each other. It's just the same pet name, but yeah. Shut up, Rooms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, like, but like one that I hate, don't know, like Hubby, man, nah, get that shit out of here. She doesn't, my, my wife has never done that, but like Chubby <laughs> Hubby has an ice cream flavor. Just the word alone. It's like moist. It's like moist gross. Yeah. What a gross word. <laughs> Blah, hubby. Uh, hubby. Gross. I don't know. Like, what would I call Pip? Hey, Pips, what's up? Yeah. Would you call her Pip? Would you call her Pippy? Pippy. That's a fun, it's her, it is, say it fast it's funny my am pippy long stocking if you say it fast it's funny pippy 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 long i think stocking. i call How it I love my funny name <laughs> that came out that's like 40 years old right there that song that's a real song in my head. yeah that's from the movie about her funny name her funny name she sings it yeah she's pretty cool i gotta go back and watch that movie uh, they're they're pretty great if i well again they're pretty great in a mm, six to nine year old's mind i bet if we went back and watched them now she's like Spewing racist, homophobic <laughs> slurs. I thought you were going to say from like a crush perspective, like 41 year old me is going to watch it and be like, she's not that hot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ooh, you okay? Yeah, you made me cough up a little bit. <laughs> Yay! That's the sign of comedy. Oh, that's great comedy. That's good radio, too. Don't watch it on YouTube, though. You watch me hawk up a loogie. Uh, yeah, Pippi Longstocking. I, I just, it was, she was, she was, she was a firecracker, man. All right. And also if not I... like conventionally, like I wasn't into girly shit, you know, like girly girls. Oh, you weren't into, you weren't into girls who were girly girls. Yeah, which is funny because my wife's pretty girly, but she's cool. She's cool. She's all right. How many men has she killed? How many pirate ships has she stolen? I mean, <laughs> you were like, you were like, here's, I like a girl. Here's where it would fall apart, though. You want to know where it would fall apart? I like having the funniest story in the room. I like being able to tell the story. I'm like, hey, this one time, me and my roommate, we were playing like Nerf Crack House. And she's like, shut up. This one time I stole a pirate ship. And we're like, like she would be constantly one-upping my stories. There's nothing I could do or say. My, my life is mundane compared to hers. And I'd either have to become okay with that or it wouldn't work out. And I'd be like, yeah. You'd start to resent it. You'd resent the very thing that pulled you together. And she'd be like, oh, man. You'd call it Pippi Long Story. (laughs) Pippi Long Story. I heard this. Again with the pirate ship? Our whole street knows you stole the pirate ship, babe. We heard it. Me and Tommy and Annika, we did this. Me, Tommy, and Annika did that. And be like, yeah, yeah, you and Tommy and you and Tommy. Yeah, well, you can go have jobbing, all right? And then I'm out. Well, I hope you do work it out. Yeah. Um, if I say the words as if to you, who does that make you think of? Uh, 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 what wait, movie does it make you think of? Legally Blonde or something no. like that? I don't know. No. Edit all this out because you're dumb. I don't know. It is with a blondish, attractive female lead in the 90s. She, um, didn't, she didn't have an idea of what was going on, which led to the title of the movie. Clueless? Yeah. That's a good movie. Starring Alicia Silverstone. Alicia Tell Silverstone? Tell me you didn't yeah. have the hot 
spots for her at least for a minute in the 90s. I didn't see that movie till I was a full ass adult. But she was in a first of all, she's still attractive as a full ass adult. Second of all, she was also in a bunch of Aerosmith videos, at least two, I think. She was in Batman cable. and Robin. Oh, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. she wasn't she that wasn't really her best anything. No, that that movie was the bad best. nipples though on her. Yeah, and on them. Take which to you know, take the go with the bad. Yeah, that didn't do it for me though because that movie was just a complete fucking mess the rest of the time. So the yeah, whole that time, movie, even including her, she was terrible. I mean, it's not her fault, but she was terrible in it. She's really good in Clueless, and she's really good. She was in a couple thrillers and stuff. She was good at those. A Babysitter. The I'm crush. glad that you like Clueless. I like Clueless as well. That is that is. A, I love uh, Clueless. When she gets left at Crown Liquors, every time I'm like, I bought in liquor there. <laughs> <laughs> Alicia Silverstone for sure was like she's so like that's when I started to know like I was sexually attracted to her. I don't know like how deep those thoughts went, but I definitely thought she was hot. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. an Aerosmith video that she jumps off of the, uh, she gets a tattoo, I think on her leg or something. And she's wearing like a little, uh, schoolgirl outfit. And I think she gets the tattoo and they like hike up the skirt a little bit. I was like, Whoa. And then she jumps off a bridge at the end and she's, um, wait, is she in Janie's got a up. gun or whatever? What's the name of the video? She's in. She's in two. One is the one that goes, I don't know the name of the song, but it was, I was crying cause I left you now I'm dying yeah that I think she was in that one I think that's okay. what I'm talking about I think okay. there's another one I forget it's, it's the, weird when his daughter's not in the music videos that he's singing about like she's also hot but I didn't I didn't pine for her like I did like part of me hoped Alicia Silverstone would come to like Long Island and be like are you Matt Corrigan and then and then in my ultimate fantasy her and DJ Tanner fought for me <laughs> okay yeah she's in well, guess the name of that song it's called crying <laughs> yeah there you go yeah she's i thought and, and i think i think it's that one but she jumps and off the bridge also at the like end crazy crazy maybe it was crazy yeah yeah. she yeah. jumps okay. off the bridge and she's got a bungee cord on at the end and then she she gives a blurred out middle finger to whoever uh, was chasing her and i was like oh that's a little badass and she i think she also see her oh she gets her belly button pierced that's what it was it wasn't a tattoo she gets her belly button pierced oh. but they show that skin and as that little preteen <laughs> boy i was like oh um when i okay so i've been with kate when she's gotten several <clears> piercings and I didn't know this. I'm okay around some blood piercings. I can't. I can't watch it. Even I've if they're blood, you're saying the active piercing yeah, or like bloody pi- piercing, piercing, piercing ears, piercing. Like, yeah, I, I. It was just like, oh shit, seeing the needle go through skin got me, got me mm. real. Like, oh, oh fuck, oh, didn't know that was gonna happen. Like, had no clue because I was like, fuck yeah, dabber. But then, <laughs> but but then then I got all like woozed out about it. I was like, what? I the like that fuck? you 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 didn't go from thinking it was okay to not liking. It. You went from yeah, <laughs> yeah, stepper. You were so gung ho. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's. Uh, yeah, I never I, gave I, it I, any I, thought, but Alicia, if you're listening, come on over. Let me watch that navel get pierced, and I'll tell you how I feel about it. Tell you how I feel about it. <laughs> Every once in a while, like, so if you guys aren't watching YouTube and if you don't know how this podcast and probably most podcasts work, Aaron is in Georgia and I'm in Los Angeles and we have headphones on each of us. We're talking into a microphone. So my family can only hear my half of the conversation and Aaron's family can only hear his. So presumably my wife just heard me yell out. So Alicia, if you're going to get that navel pierced, come on over. <laughs> oh, Amanda literally just opened the door and said, it's Alicia. <laughs> what am I saying? Uh, what was I saying? 
No, I wasn't saying Alicia. She's well, I was going to say, I probably will have to explain the navel thing. She doesn't ask a lot of questions. I think what happens in the pot, the launch pad stays the launch pad. But. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm going to switch over from reality to some cartoons. You ready? Yeah. I was wondering how quickly that switch was going to happen. <laughs> oh, because that's where all my feels were. I was living. In, remember, I was rolling dice and watching cartoons, man. Do that <laughs> hand gesture again. Trying to orca work. <laughs> yeah. All right. If I sing this song to you with the boombox outside your house, let me see. They've been laughing since I can remember, but they're not going to laugh anymore. No more Maxi the Geek. No more Goof of the Week like before. Is it the uh, Goof Troop? Goofy the movie. Goof, goofy movie. The, the yeah. girl with the little dot on her face. Fuck yeah. Maxine. Yeah. I was a little old for that, I think, because I don't. Re- I watched it, but I don't remember caring. Shh, I do. I do remember thinking, wow, she is hot. Yeah. <laughs> for a whatever like, she is <laughs> for a dog creature yes an anthropomorphic dog creature um adorable and i it's just one of those things like the movie made her like kind and nerdy enough that you were like she's approachable like a lot of times when movies are like boom sexy and you're yeah. like yeah i get that i'm not going anywhere near that fire yeah that's yeah, that's, that, that's, I, that's above my punching weight i can't get up yeah, there. yeah 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 like you know it, it would again unless i want to start getting everybody to laugh at me and i'm being on the joke i'm not gonna go but like maxine from goofy movie he is the one failing and you're like dude just stop being an idiot for five seconds and go talk to her and you'll be fine and it sets off this like roller coaster adventure and it was just like i th- i think she seemed approachable and for a nerd like me a young nerd like i don't want to say attainable because that that's that's like the wrong way that's a stupid way to put it but like like <laughs> i i think i could shoot my shot and have a chance right if i were an anthropomorphic no, dog she was out of your league bro. <laughs> She is out of your league. But as your friend who su- would support your choice, my anthropomorphic dog ass would be You were the uh, guy eating you. cheese whiz in the corner. It's a leaning tower. Oh, yeah. Cheese. The best is I think if you're the main character, that's me. If I'm the main character, that's you. I no, think I'm, we would I'm, just swap roles. No, 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 no. If you're the main character, I'm Fat Pugsley. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember, if I'm not mistaken, and like I said, this was not my jam, this specific one, but I believe there is a shot of her like flipping her hair back. Yes. In slow motion. Yes. Yes. And it was like, uh, you drew that sexy on purpose. Oh. You wanted to get a lot lot of little kids to be like, whoa, whoa, what was that? (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) In the sequel, which I saw like once, there's a, she became a meme because of her sultriness and it's, they call her beret girl and she is like, her eye, like immediately you see here and you're like, whoa, they did not need to sex it that much up for the sequel, guys. Come on. They were trying to sex it up more. She was trying. They were trying to get her to go full nude or at least topless. But her manager <laughs> said no, unless they hit a certain price point and they couldn't come in at it. So, oh, my that. God. Can't, can't see a uh, beret girl boobs. There are. <laughs> yeah, uh, that movie. I, I love that movie. Uh, when I was a kid, that just hit just right. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, this movie rocks. But um, yeah, Maxine from a goofy movie. Let me right, let me art. let me let me keep you in in cartoons. OK. Okay. Remember Heathcliff? You so, might you might be too young, but I, I'm too young for Heathcliff. But I know that he's like a Garfield knockoff who does not like lasagna. Right. So he was an orange cat. <laughs> yeah. Right. The ones that I watched was one of those like he was like packaged with another cartoon. So it was Heathcliff, and they called them the Cadillac Cats. And the Cadillac Cats consisted of a guy who kind of looked like a hairier, shorter Heathcliff, but he had this big. 
big pompadourish hat and a cane. He had two, uh, three friends with him. One just looked like a beatboxer. One had roller skates and headphones on, and one was a big hulking Mongo kind of guy. And did they he all hung sound out. like? Did he sound like Jabberjaw? No, I think he sounded dumb, but I don't remember. Oh, I only remember in my head, I can hear the guy with the headphones on. Okay. It's not who I want to talk about tonight. No, you want to talk about leg warmers. Yeah, fuck yeah, yeah I do. fuck yeah, leg warmers. Riff, <laughs> Riff Raff, the main cat, had a girlfriend named Cleo. Cleo was a tall, skinny, sexy ass <laughs> And they didn't have to draw sure, like that. For sure. Well, here's the thing, okay? It, it, guys, look up Cleo from the Cadillac Cats and Riff, Ra- Riff Raff and the Cadillac Cats, okay? She was a tall cat. With your safe search filter on. <laughs> yeah, that's probably worth saying. Any, I did not any see anything these, I didn't want to say. Don't see. just type these raw into a search Google and <laughs> do not do not type any of these in. Like, you got to make sure your parental filters are turned up on all of these. That's just a blanket statement, right? Rule so, 34 exists, guys. Don't don't toy with it. I looked this up. I looked her up to find out her name. And I read the little wiki about her before I looked at a picture of her. And as I'm reading the wiki, it says uh, she's, you know, the the boy, the girlfriend of Riff Raff. And there was another girl in the in in the in the way at one point, And she had like, you know, competition with her, blah, blah, blah. And it says appearance. And it's like she's a light, a light tan cat who blah, blah, blah. And with her hair is usually over her front. And immediately I was like, oh, my God, that was part of it. She has like human she's a cat but she has human hair and the human hair is so voluminous voluminous that it voluminous that's what i'm saying there's so much (laughs) volume to her hair it goes down around her the back of her head over her shoulder and covers her chest so already you're teasing the fact that she has a chest by not showing it with this hair no and you know what that's a reference to venus de milo yeah but that's a that's a whole sexual style isn't that a hot statue it absolutely is it's it well it's it's a painting of a woman totally naked coming out of the sea on a seashell. Right. And and her it's, hair it's a, is covering her, her boobs. Her hair well, no, not even. Her <laughs> hair is so long it's wrapping around, it's covering her nether regions. Um, her boobs are right out there, dude. You can see those. So it was this a cat's different boobs time. Are, this cat's human uh, boobs are hidden. Shout out to Botticelli, by the way. <laughs> The Italians. I remember as a kid, like that the fact that you were hiding that made it seem like seem like there was something to hide. As I keep reading this wiki, it says she was wearing a leotard the same color as her fur. And I was like, wait, what? And I looked up pictures. I do not see a leotard. I see a cat who is naked. Like, because none of the cat, none of the rest of the cats have full on clothes. One of them is like naked. One of them wears a hat. One of them wears a shirt and a hat, but none of them are wearing pants. It's like that cartoon nudity thing that there's reason allowed yeah they're i don't see her having any clothes on except two pink leg warmers and as a kid i don't think i understood sexiness but i think that was my first inkling of like whoa whoa okay you're hiding her boobs and she's got leg warmers on which makes it seem like everything in between is exposed and you couldn't see anything it was just fur but and she's i don't know as far as anthropomorphic cats are concerned she's pretty hot (laughs) notice i said is i don't i'm not saying she was I mean, and when you look at Heathcliff and what's this other asshole's name with the with the pimp hat? Riff, riff, riff Raff. Riff Raff. You're right. He's got a pimp hat. She is way out of their league. What is she doing with <laughs> they them? They live in a junkyard. What? What is she doing with them? Oh, see? See? And, and this is what makes it also like when you are a young, pining, you know, adolescent boy and you're like, I could help them. And you're like, no, don't get involved. That, you don't have baggage, man. And like the boy boyfriend's gonna 
fight you. Like, don't. But you're like, I could I beat am- a cat with a pimp hat. Oh, he had a cane. He did have a cane. <laughs> I don't know, man. And a gang. I guess he have had you ever been, a gang. Have you ever been full on attacked by a cat? Like cat scat fever? No, but I think if I was fighting for the hand of a cat as beautiful as Cleo, I think I, I, think I would bring my A game. When the cat starts attacking you, it gets like it gets a bunch of licks in before you even realize what's happening. You're like, I'm not about to punch a cat, am I? And you're like, fuck it. I'm going to punch this cat. I'd punch a cat for Cleo. Okay. Well, I Would mean, you punch enough. a cat for Pippi Longstocking? I mean, do I get to ride on the pirate ship afterwards? Or like, is that on the table? It's not or a is sea it just- cat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm just I mean it's it's a hypothetical like if I fight this cat would you punch we, a cat for that dog maybe I'm just what is her name maybe I'd just be with <laughs> there there are no cats in the Goof Troop movie world it's all dogs they're all dogs there are but they're like they're like the the Morlocks <laughs> <laughs> which is the weirdest thing because Goof Troop land is all dogs but I've seen a movie where Goofy knows Mickey so there are times when they're crossover <laughs> this Goof Troop <laughs> Does Goof Troop span the world or is it just one land? They you know go what I mean? Like there are other trip. countries? The movie Goof Troop, they go on a road trip. But they could be the in way. just one country, though, right? Like that could just be dog country, dog well, it's thing. It's a very country. segregated country, then. They got rid of everybody. <laughs> All the other species. Maybe they're a bunch of specious. Hmm. Specious. Fucking goofy. Do they, I, know they have a, I know they go on a road trip. Do they have planes and boats? Maybe they only have mastered ground transportation. So oh, they yeah, no, they, they, got they got RVs, dude. They got RVs. But they so you get to p- another continent. I don't know. Like maybe there's a Mickey Mouse continent where they're all yeah, yeah. Mice. They're all they mice. Yeah, they haven't. They haven't like it's like attack attack on Titan where there's like all <laughs> these different societies that live so far from each other they don't really know about each other. This is a tangent. <laughs> what it's are we like talking how, about? How Cartoons we wanted to fuck. <laughs> It's like in Star Wars, how every planet's just a single biome. The desert planet, <laughs> yeah. the forest planet, swamp planet. Yeah, swamp planet. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> although, although, even though we bag on that hard, the reality is when you look at other planets outside of Earth, Mars is all red desert planet. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uranus is all fart gas planet. The sun is giant lava planet. There is no, <laughs> there is no biomes. And all of our listeners, I want to assure you we will come back to the fact that he just called uranus uranus we'll talk about that there'll be a whole other episode to explore that nonsense i'm not gonna talk about anuses on the same podcast we're talking about (laughs) which leads me to my next crush (laughs) which leads me to my next animated crush (laughs) i mean uh you got a 50 50 chance on my list they're mostly all animated (sighs) all right all right all right you come home from school. You're watching uh, t- TV after school, and you see the Warner Brothers logo pops up, and it fades out into two glowing yeah. spotlights that turn into a blimp. And you hear dun 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 dun, and you are ready to rock. It's fucking Batman. But are you going to be treated with an episode with any of the menagerie of sultry, sultry, sultrily drawn, sultry women of the Batman the animated series? I'm talking Harley Quinn, Poison Ivy. Catwoman. They were all drawn way too sexy. There were no normal women. These were all supermodels from the 30s, too, which was like also a vibe. <laughs> Started that kink off early. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you get uh, 300 bobby pins and uh, start doing your hair for four hours? I want it to be in tight concentric curls and um, I could only find you selling cigarettes mm. at a jazz club. <laughs> no, While but seriously, though, how I can how, understand that, but I never 
never got hit by that crush. No, I no, I get it, and I I could tell you that there's like as a kid, I understood that they looked good, but they didn't they didn't hit me here or any lower either. I just tap my chest and lowers um, and my weed. Re- re- yeah, re- reference your dog. Um, I mean, even even with her annoying accent, Harley Quinn was like Mister Jane. You're like, oh hi. <laughs> I, li- I like, like that accent, but it, enough enough to get me flustered. I'm not like hmm. I don't think I don't think I'd be like shooting a shot at Harley Quinn. I you also just took know a cold shower after every episode. Yeah. You, you can go home, go be up, go to bed. That's all you're going to do. That's all you're going to do. And Harley Quinn's out there. Oh, God damn. That's a Pulp, re- uh, pulp Fiction reference for those of you who are too young to understand that. Um, did you have a specific Batman animated series girl that you liked? Poison any more Ivy. than others? Obviously, yeah. uh, the redhead. <laughs> yeah, the redhead. It's, I mean, I got to own it. It's, it, yeah. Because um, my wife's always like, I don't like it that, that people have like put redheads on a pedestal and I'm like, uh oh. <laughs> Uh, um, I will kick it back. Well, it's probably before that. Do you remember Chip and Dale Rescue Gadgets. Rangers? A ten <laughs> gadget, the sexy jumpsuited inventor of the group. She's got no time for you, Matt. I, I could just watch her build things. That was not a sexual one. That was like uh, Cleo. I didn't. Well, Cleo was probably a little sexual. I just didn't know it. You that didn't that's know what it. it was. No, no. But she's like Pippi Longstocking. She's getting shit done. She's got a plan. She's going to take control. She's the smartest one in the room. Like, go, girl. And I'm still like you. You're talking about um, Cleo the cat who's just fucking naked except for leg warmers and uh, Poison Ivy, you know, very drawn, very voluptuous. You could see every inch of her, you know, what, what costume she's got on. She's busty. I couldn't tell you really what type of body Gadget had or Gadget was her name, right? I couldn't yeah. tell you what sort of body she had because she was wearing a jumpsuit, but yeah. that was hot. Like, I don't need my girls to always be in gowns or always be naked or always be in bathing suits. Sometimes like the baseball cap backwards and the sweatshirt the baggy sweatshirt sometimes that's a look and i think gadget is that that girl who comes home from work and you come up behind her and she's like babe i'm covered in oil and you're like i know, I know. <laughs> yeah yeah leave it on she's like let me <laughs> let me shower first and get changed and she showers and gets changed she comes out in like oversized sweats that are ripped and like a shirt that doesn't show anything at all and you're like you're hotter now than when you got home <laughs> no but here's the one this is just so just i want to make sure we're all on the same page this is me pretending that i'm cohabitating with a cartoon <laughs> <laughs> You're a cartoon. Wait, are job. you a cartoon too, though? No, no, I'm I'm me. I'm right. <laughs> Here's the hotness, though. Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, season three, episode three. Um, Gadget and Dale switch heads through some mishap. So she's minds in the- or heads. Heads, complete heads. It is per head <laughs> on Chippendale's dopey body wearing <laughs> fucking Ron John Hawaiian shirt. Right. That's doing it right there. Yeah. That's what you like? <laughs> no. You like the dumpy body? Because her face, I don't know that her face did anything for me. <laughs> the Hawaiian I think it was shirt, the jumpsuit man. now that the I'm looking jumpsuit? back at it. I think that's it. Yeah. A little Michael I, Myers action now. Now I, now I know why I like that <laughs> franchise so much. You're, you you were always like, I don't like it. There's too much cult bullshit. I'm like, I know. I know. And I jumpsuits. <laughs> um, I, I, remind me to tell you a jumpsuit off air. Ha <laughs> ha, jumpsuit story. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, since we were talking about the animated series, 
you know, you got mice, you got Catwoman. How about the real Catwoman? How about Michelle Pfeiffer? That might have been one of the first times I was so uncomfortable to be watching a movie with my parents because she just oozed sexuality. And in that like like glued on leather cat suit from Batman Returns and like she's whipping off the heads of mannequins. Like that was the first time I think I had ever been exposed to any sort of like, I don't know, dominatrix BDSM shit. And even though that's not the point of that movie, obviously that's the style across the board. Mm-hmm. But it was like, oh, oh shit, what? And Michelle Pfeiffer, obviously, you know, huge sex symbol at the time. But yeah, Catwoman from Batman Returns was a was an eye-opening experience. But I had to like pretend not to care because my parents were there. So I'm like, oh yeah, hey, are they chip? <laughs> I know what you mean, Mom. What boner? <laughs> 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 she should do less playing and a little more praying. So right? do, do, do you think, or, or maybe it's maybe there's not an answer, but tell me what you tell me what you think. Is this a Michelle Pfeiffer crush? Is this a Selena Kyle played by Michelle Pfeiffer crush or a Catwoman crush? No, Selena Kyle was not attractive because, like, I don't know. There's something different about we'll, we'll her. Oh yeah, that. the glasses. Yeah, <laughs> that was and it. No, Pumply hair. I'm kidding, but she played like I, it's it's a it's a trope. It's like that you know she's all that like she puts on the glasses god she's ugly but the movie like played it the fuck up where she's like i'm helpless and an idiot with my glasses but then like when she turns into Catwoman, she's a slinky awesome dominatrix kick batman's ass type of chick but like no it it was Catwoman. yeah it was definitely Catwoman, not selena kyle um do you think it's the fact that you knew she used to be selena kyle but now now she's a badass or you just like the forget selena kyle aspect of it oh 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 you go it's it's like like that we're psychoanalyzing this yeah, the, yeah. The ending of Grease where it's like, I didn't like you when you were yeah. Sandra D, but when you turned into like a badass slut, I like that shit. <laughs> um, I, uh, and a slut with a whip? With a whip? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm down for this. Hey. I mean, what works for the penguin? Uh, <laughs> why did we turn into like, I don't know, the Bronx? You did. <laughs> what, you weren't doing it too? I was laughing. I was egging oh, you on. That's just of. what you sound like all the time to me. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey so let's yeah, talk right. about these brushes we got. Most of them are <laughs> made it over here. <laughs> None of them are that Japanimation style stuff. Hey, nope. Pips, bring me another drink over here. Hey. <laughs> um, no, it was, it's Catwoman. Because again, from the animated series, she was hot in that. She's hot. It's Catwoman's hot. Come on. Mm, Come I, on. Michelle Pfeiffer is hot, and I think I've always thought she was hot, but I, like like an, in an academic sense, like she never did anything for me personally. There's been movies or scenes that I'm like, ooh, that's hot. When she but I don't care. she blood off her hand. I just want to I'm, I'm a caring. I'm not like into like hurting sex. I'm more like, oh, let me get you a mandate. You wouldn't let Michelle Wiper, Michelle Wiper, Michelle like, Wiper, fight? Oh. I thought you said Michelle Wiper. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Where did you get on a first name basis with her? You wouldn't let Michelle Wiper. Okay. Catwoman whip you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even into that. No, but- yeah, I, I could say for sure. I don't know. <laughs> there, there might be exactly one woman I'd let whip me. And <laughs> may, it's a maybe. Here's how it would go. Cat would be like, she'd be licking her hands. She'd be like, purr, purr, purr. Can I whip you? And I'd be like, okay. But like once. And she'd hit me once. And I'd go, ow, 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 fuck. Ow. And I'd like cry and run around and be like, oh, it hurts so bad. It hurts so bad. And then, and then, and then I'd cry for the rest of the night. So that's how that would go. That's how my Catwoman whipping. 
I I don't under I, I can't even imagine the logistics involved with this situation. But if Michelle Pfeiffer ever offers to whip you, can I please be there? Please. Oh, I'm assuming it's in a very public scenario. <laughs> Uh, Why would you assume that? Because how else is it going to happen? I win an award. Come on down. You're at like a birthday party, and instead of the mariachis coming to sing, you know, a happy birthday, birthday. party. <laughs> I don't know. Oh God, this is one of those things that I'm going to keep in my mind, and like God forbid we ever cross paths with Michelle Pfeiffer, and I could get like that because I have all these secret cabal <laughs> plans against you. Like Roger Jackson's scream was the only real one that is materialized, but I have a a bunch of things that I reach out to famous people every once in a while and try to get them on the show to fuck with me, scare or embarrass or humiliate you. I think <laughs> I Michelle mean... Pfeiffer whipping you is going to be the best one. Oh my God. It'll be worth the wait. Hit that subscribe <laughs> button now, you guys. <laughs> you do not want to miss this birthday party. <laughs> we get 100,000 followers. Uh, Michelle, we Michelle Wiper. <laughs> Michelle Wiper. <laughs> Jerry Rayner's over there being like at least they're not mispronouncing my name anymore <laughs> oh man um can we go back to uh the before and after of the supervillain? i know two or three women in my life that i see pretty regularly who wear glasses often have their hair up and i shit you not are constantly and i mean constantly carrying too much for their arms to hold and every time i see them i say i hope today's the day that chemicals explode in your face i hope today's the day that you get hit by lightning because i want to just see what that after looks like because I think it would in each of these girls' case, I think it would work. I think they could make that transformation of like, oh no, I just dropped all my notebooks to hello, bats. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they'd be saying it to in this situation, but there's two or three women that I'm like, you are the before supervillain. Real quick, are there any X-Men on your list? <laughs> there weren't, but erroneously so, because I want to put one on now. Is just it Psylocke? Real quick. Okay, well, hey, there you go. I was just going to say, who, who, was, who, was, who was the crushiest X-Men? Psylocke. Psylocke. In the swimsuit edition, they put out a Marvel swimsuit edition. She yeah. was all the fuck over the ads for that. I mean, I was Talk always... Talk about moms. I remember being in a comic book store wanting to buy that comic. But I was with my mom, so I bought Terminators, Hunters, and Killers issue number one instead. And now I've never seen the beauty of that woman's drawn body <laughs> Rogue, with less Psylocke wearing less clothes than normal. Than normal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to die. Oh, my God. Who's your uh, X-Men of choice? Storm. Hmm. Surprisingly Mohawk? so. Of course. Obviously. Yes. Really? Mohawk with the white eye. It's the white eyes. It's that's weird. That's it's it was just it's just weird <laughs> enough. It's weird. And and like she had that. She, I mean, she reminds me of in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 where the chick gets the big mohawk. She's like, I'm bad. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. beautiful. And she can barely say it with a straight face because it's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Storm is bad and beautiful. But it's lightning. King, but it's lightning. Um, People thought I was going to say Rogue because, you know, uh, Redhead, but, you know. Is Rogue a Redhead? Is she a brownhead? I thought she was giant. She's a skunk head. <laughs> she's, a skunk. <laughs> she's a Peppy Le Pew head. Um, I don't, this isn't a crush, but it is an honorable mention that I would feel remiss if I not, did not say. Yes. Uh, at the beginning of the movie, Howard the Duck, when we are on Duck World. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh,
<laughs> no. You're, you're with me, right? I thought you were going with Leah Thompson. No, Leah Thompson for sure. But again, not one of my big ones. She was. She didn't make the cut for today to talk about. For, for sure, oh. Leah Thompson was hot and she was hot in that movie and she was hot in uh, Adventures and Babysitting. But and not so much that I, not so much they thought about it. I didn't care. For, I didn't like I didn't feel a crush in that. Oh, on Duck World, Howard the Duck, like I think he falls through floors or bursts through a building or something. And there is a lady duck in, in a bath. Tub. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I believe she has duck boobs a little bit. I don't know how yep. much you could see, but you could see them. And as a kid, I was like, what? Was that your, was that your first experience with with boobage? Probably in a movie? not, because my parents let me watch a lot of shit and I probably had seen actual sex scenes, just not cared. Because um, I think there's that time where you're like, ew, gross. And then there's that time where you're like, hmm, not as gross as I once thought. And then there's a time where you're like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you're like a rewind. <laughs> yeah, um, you burn a hole in that tape. I think the duck boobs for me were probably like, what? Did, what? Why wait, do I want? Why do I want to watch that again? Do ducks have? Wait, how does this? Wait, in oh, that no, I world, wasn't thinking from on. a zoologic, wait, zoological in that world, point of view. Do those ducks? feed their young? Do those ducks lactate? No. I did a lot of research on this because I don't like to come on the show unprepared. That specific duck character was a duck uh, OnlyFans duck. So she had duck, uh, she had boob implants, duck boob implants. So they were only for sexual oh. gratification. Oh, um, hmm. let's see. Well, the answer is no. Ducks are cla classified as avian animals and birds do not produce milk with a few notable exceptions, including pigeons, dove, flamingos, and penguins. You can And that ducks. duck from Howard the Duck. <laughs> they don't have the organs that let them secrete milk for their young. No, she got a duck boob job. <sighs> this asks me uh, so many questions. Can I milk a pigeon? Can we get pigeon milk yeah, up in this? You can. I would not recommend it. That's further down <laughs> on my crush, crush list, but... Pigeons? <laughs> um, the crush list is turning into a kink list. <laughs> That's literally the progression of a crush list, dude. All right, here we go. Here Did we you go. ever wonder why my bedroom is covered in spin art? <laughs> <laughs> I also wonder why you had all those like got milk posters. But... Did you ever wonder why my bed is on a giant turntable? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> All right. I had some man crushes on here, but I'm going to yeah. forego those now because I have I have two other big ones that I feel like I need to talk about. And then I'm good. How many do you have? What do you what's your list? Oh, like? I'm not even halfway through my list. We could go. We could go all night. How sad are we? <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll give you two or three more. We'll do two okay. or three more. Right. Okay. Hit me. Um, seeing a resurgence of popularity is this character. Because she just had a huge hit show on um, Netflix. But the original, where I first got my crush on this character, was Christina Ricci. Ricci? How are we going to say her name? Roger Meacham is over there being like, er, you don't even know how to say Christina Ricci's Christina name? Christina Forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, forehead. Christina. But you earn, I mean, you're gorgeous, but you earned that head. You sure did. Um, Wednesday <laughs> Adams. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. From the first movie? Oh, I love that first movie so much. And when I was a kid, Wednesday Adams was like so alluring and peculiar. I'd go talk to her and she'd say some like wicked weird shit and I'd be like, oh, I'm weird too. So not I'm down. <laughs> you do. You like, you set your, your sights realistically high. You're like, I'm going to go with the with the, uh, um, what's it called? The protective services girl who has no father and, and hangs out with pirates because she's fucked. I'm going to go <laughs> hang out with this girl who lives in a haunted house and has a, uh, a vampire mom because she's <laughs> fucked. At least I'm not going after the junkyard cat. <laughs> Fair. I've never been put in my place so quickly and thoroughly as what you just said, because you're right. 
can't set your sets lower than a fucking junkyard cat. <laughs> it's not even alive. It's not even in the real world. It's animated. Uh, so yeah, Wednesday Adams. She so it's really, Wednesday, not Christina Ricky Ricci. Right? I mean, I liked her in pretty much anything she did at that in that whole era. I mean, Casper, Black Snake Bone. I mean, that was much later. No, I, know. <laughs> I know. I'm looking. I'm looking at like a a a much younger version of myself. So it's not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, so yeah, Casper, uh, Wednesday and Wednesday, Wednesday too. But as I got a little bit older, it's like, hey, you, you were you were cute and all and, and and weird, but you know who's really hot in your family? Your mom, Angelica Houston is oh. fire in as Morticia Adam. Like, yeah, she, I can see that she is awesome in that movie. Still is, still hot as hell. Angelica Houston got it going on. We saw Angelica Houston uh, at a screening of The Witches a couple years ago. Yeah. And she did a Q&A afterwards. I'm listening. And I've always thought she was gorgeous and sophisticated beauty. The way she handled the interview and like, not that we interview Angelica Houston, but like we know how interviews go and we know how it is to talk with someone. And there are people who are good at interviews. And there are people who are not as good at interviews. The way she talked with this guy at the movie theater doing the interview, she was so freaking charming. I had a crush on her that day. She's, I know she's beautiful. I know she's a good looking woman and she's done a lot of sexy shit but like seeing her interact with this person was the thing that did it for me that night I was like damn like I had like a little night crush you know what I mean right that, yeah Angelica Houston sorry Wednesday Wednesday's mom has got it going out also Wednesday just repels from emotional like maturity with like being weird so the second mm. you're like hey I think we need to have an adult conversation about our feelings for each other she'd be like you want to get in my electric chair I'm like ah, that would be fun but I got a date with Catwoman later no <laughs> oh hilarious right. i've been i've been putting this off all night but i need i need to i need to talk about this and i normally don't talk about relationship drama on the air yeah but i need to talk about my first crush my first crush that meant anything and the first time that i knew i had a crush on somebody hit me it's a little movie called honey i shrunk the kids the ant yep you i love the that ant was so cute no i wanted to hang out with the ant the ant was okay. like my boy all right when i watched that movie um there's two characters that like hit me hard the older brother from one house and rick moranis's older daughter whose name was amy in the show uh she was played by an actress named amy o'neill i remember thinking that dude was so cool and loving her yeah and it was one of those things where i could tell you two or three moments having not seen the movie since i was a kid i could tell you two or three moments that i like registered to me like butterflies thinking about her and imagining being with her midget uh, min miniature sized and within like the last six months kent and i watched it uh, the original honey i shrunk the kids Shit. and i haven't seen it since i'm gonna say elementary school and it was one of those movies where the entire 90 something minutes or whatever it was right as something was about to happen my brain would unlock that memory of this is the part where they and then i was right back in it like i was then so the movie opens essentially with a bunch of introductions this beautiful young girl is with cleaning the kitchen and as she's doing that she is mopping and she's dancing with the mop 
stupid little teenage dance. Right. And when she's doing that, the cool guy from next door sees her. And that's where you as the audience are supposed to understand that he's a little bit of a voyeur in that scene, seeing this woman or this young girl who he likes and he's developing a crush. When I was, I don't know how old that movie came out in 89. So 89, I was seven years old. Seven. Holy shit. <clears throat> and my little heart was like, ba-boompa, ba-boompa. She's dancing. Later on, she gets um, miniaturized and she falls into the mud when the sprinklers turn on and she almost drowns. They have to do mouth to mouth on her. And I don't know why, but I was like, I'm feeling things here. She was <laughs> soaking wet, covered in mud, and the guy did mouth to mouth on her. And I was like, wow. They go to sleep in a Lego. You remember that? Yes. There's a blue Lego and they go to sleep in it. And I remember as a kid being like, I wish I could sleep in a Lego with her. And I thought that was so, like in my mind, we weren't doing anything, but I thought the idea of spending the night with this girl in the Lego Would was have been like the so epitome cool. of true love. So <sighs> Amy O'Neill yeah. was my first crush ever. And I crush hard. Now, that's not the that's not the heartbreaking part. Heartbreaking part is, and it's hard for me to even admit this. Talk this about is why it. your heart's broken, Rumi? The, the, what I'm about to say, because this is 1989 and we're recording this in 2024. So that's 72 years of a crush I've had on this girl, roughly, more or less. And I took Kent to his first Comic-Con about three weeks ago. And literally, it was Pasadena. We walk in and who is the absolute first table we see Amy O'Neill my Get childhood out. crush the woman who literally defined crush for me she's sitting right there and I looked at the people I was with and I was like I have to go talk to her and I'll admit I need a little bit more give and take with a crush it doesn't like I'm not just in love with her for 41 years having never talked to her but I was like I gotta get her on the show how because Ruby and I have been planning this episode for a couple months yes. so I was like how great if I could have my first crush on our show. So I went up, I introduced myself. I said, listen, you were my first crush as it was. And I explained this to her and she slowly starts to step back. <laughs> no, she was like really cool. About it. She's like, oh, that's so sweet. And I was like, if you're interested, I have a podcast and we're doing a Valentine's Day crush episode and we would be honored if you'd come on. She's like, of course. She's like, hit me up on Instagram. And I was like, sure, no problem. So she gave me her Instagram handle and we go in. Thank you so much. We go into the con. I text Rumi and me and my friends and Kent are walking around the con doing different shit. And a couple hours later, Rumi's like, see if she could record this Sunday, which was like two days away. I was like, God damn. Now I got to go back in that line and wait in her line to ask her a specific date. Within five minutes, I turn around and Amy O'Neill, the actress, is talking to my friend, who's another tall blonde woman. And they're just talking. I'm like, she did follow us over and she's talking to my friend. So it's my friend. Aaron, who helped us at the um at the uh, Comic Con panel that we had, the Ghostface Comic Con panel. Yeah. So I come over and I start talking to Amy O'Neill again, and I say, "Hey, Rumi wants to record on the Sunday." And she's like, "Oh, maybe it's uh, going to be pretty busy because that's two days away." But write me and we'll figure it out. So I write her, and oh, first Aaron tells me that she backed me up. Aaron tells me, just so you know, I gave credit to your story because I had told Aaron that she was my crush years ago, years and years ago. So Aaron told Amy O'Neill apparently, "Hey." 
hey, he's not giving you a line. You really were his first crush. He told me. And then Aaron said, because Aaron had like a girl crush on her and Aaron used to pretend to be her and dance with the mop in her kitchen. So Aaron told her that story and was like, just so you know, he's not bullshitting you. He told me like a while ago that he had a crush on you. Um, Because me and Aaron tell, tell each other our crushes. <laughs> but like, I was like, oh, okay. So Aaron backed up my story. So now this chick knows I'm not just, I mean, I guess she knows I'm a weirdo. So I write her on Instagram, nothing. I write her on from my Instagram and from Launchpad's, uh, Launchpad's Instagram, nothing. I see she has an Etsy. I wait and I only wait a couple of days. I write her on Etsy, nothing. Oh man. Okay. So now I've played all those cards. You can't keep bugging them. So I got to wait. She finally gets back to me and is like, how long is your show? And I said, oh, she said, sorry, I've been really busy. I said, no problem, but we need to, re you know, we're trying to record for Valentine's Day. Can we do it this day, this day, or this day? Nothing for days. And every day is agonizing because you're waiting for your crush to get back to you. Kristen, what was her name? Kristen Hodish got back to me faster than Amy O'Neill did in fourth grade. <laughs> so I'm waiting and she finally writes me back and she says, uh, how long is your podcast? I said, we usually go for about an hour, but if you want to do 20 minutes, a half an hour, hour and a half, you tell us what you could do and we'll make it work. And that was the last I heard from her. Even when I was like, hey, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a pain, but we have to schedule this show because it's going to be our Valentine's Day show. We want it. We got to get it done by a certain time. If you can't do it, we totally understand. Just let us know because scheduling wise, Rumi and I were pushing other episodes forward and trying to push this episode back to try to accommodate her, but we couldn't do it too much because eventually we'd run into Valentine's Day, which is now literally tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are a week late. But yeah, so, and it's my fault because Amy O'Neill, my first crush, she, she stood me up. She, she stood she, you up, man. She, she podcasted me up. Yeah, she did ghost me. I, but how awesome! My crush from 1989 ghosted me this month. <laughs> Rumi, yeah. What if she found herself in a situation where she got shrunk and now she's really tiny and she's Wait, trying let me to check my Legos? <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like she's trying to tell you, like, like don't eat cereal too fast. Be careful where you step. Like, what if she's trying to give you a sign? Like she got shrunk. Oh shit! You said you said be careful where I step. What if I squished her already? <laughs> she's at the bottom of the, the Valentine's Day shoes Amanda got There's me. part of that movie that I never bought, um, and that is when the kids, like, they find, like, a, a cigarette butt, and that's what they use for warmth, you know? Yeah. Um, they, would, they would all be dead. The nicotine alone, they'd be like take one breath from a giant cigarette and be like, they die throwing up. Did you not dream? I, I'll, I'll be honest and not to diminish the character, Amy or the actress, Amy's persona and presence in the film and in my life. But I would say at least as much as I was enamored with her, I was enamored with the idea of eating the cream out of a giant, of cookie. a giant Oreo. Didn't you want that shit? Oh man. No, because I realized it's the same as all. It doesn't matter. It's the same same any size it's just the cream in the middle of an oreo i, I get it but like if you could go to ralph's or your grocery store and buy a basketball sized chunk of oreo cream i would do that shit every week yeah but i mean i've also like painstakingly like sliced off like nine different slices to make the giant sized quadrupled that's a fool's game Rumi. i'm talking about getting no. a cookie big enough that you could live on for like two weeks <laughs> 
Sure, Rumi, it'd be cool. Imagine eating lie. so much, your belly gets so full, and you're like, oh, I just need to go lay down in my Lego. <laughs> in my Lego. Uh, I just need to go take a hit off my giant cigarette. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's my my first crush, actress Amy O'Neill. Right. And so far, unrequited. So, one of the first times I ever had a, a real awakening of, oh, uh, my parents, it was a movie they weren't going to let me see, but they're like, hey, you should see this one part because it's really cool and they show me a scene from this movie and it's Donald Duck (laughs) all the heads getting chopped (laughs) off it's Donald Duck and Daffy Duck playing the piano side by side they are animated cartoons but the pianos are real Mm -hmm. inside the jazz club they are performing in there are real people and recognizable cartoons it is the scene from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and they wanted to show me the live action mixed with this and this was the scene they decided to choose but then suddenly they're like they were you know I was enamored with the animation technique and how cool it was to see those two characters together because we had just been talking about how like Donald Duck and Daffy Duck were never in the same room together. You know, they're, they're different franchises, blah, 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 blah. Here Their they are. agents would not allow it. Agents would not allow it. But they had seen the movie. I didn't know how they, they maybe they were distracted, whatever. Suddenly, slinky ass Jessica Rabbit comes out singing in her sparkly dress that looks real as hell. And she is va-voom. This is like just sex on celluloid. And I had never seen that at the age. I must have been five, four, five. And that that was like a searing brand into my brain that was just like, yeah, that's hot. Like that was the first time, like that, that's the only response you could have. Yeah, that that's hot. As you get older, you're like, that's unrealistic. And she's horribly proportioned. She'd fall over and she'd have horrible back problems. But for a long time, that was like You still rewind that scene where she crashes and flies out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> they fixed in later iterations <laughs> dude i remember with my vhs going back and trying to find that but it wasn't in the vhs release i didn't realize that till later that was before i understood like well there probably wasn't internet searches well <laughs> so again I, for some reason i'm psychoanalyzing all of your 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 picks y- she is a purely sexual physical attraction Pure. one right like there's nothing yeah. about her loyalty no, no, no. to roger or anything like that no no that, no, no, no there's there's no conversation because because there's no sound. I'm I'm just you know all you hear is the the swell of of a Vivaldi you know orchestra and you're like ah and you're like you realize your feet aren't touching the ground you realize your head is transformed into a wolf and your your eyeballs are the shapes of hearts and they've fallen out of your head and they're on your your tongue you're trying to roll it back up like a Jim Carrey movie like like that's 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 all you can get out of your head you know it just totally takes over every everything and you're just a, a fool for love. See, I had the same type of reaction. I don't think it was that strong, but the same type. And then every time she comes on, because what you're talking about is her introduction in the movie. Yes. She comes, you know, she you see her in a lot of different things. She does a lot of different things. It's sultry. Everything she does is sexy. There's one scene that really got me, though. It's where uh, Bob Hoskins is kind of coming up from behind her in Toontown. And what we think is she turns around and goes, oh, man. Yeah. And I felt like you did about Jessica about that girl i was like why is he running away from her <laughs> <laughs> Big um, giant there, buck teeth pimply face yeah that was funny I, there's a lot of characters though that they like over sexed up and like who framed roger rabbit it's a joke and a convention in a movie that isn't necessarily for kids sure yeah the movie space jam is fucking for <laughs> kids and lola rabbit comes out basically drawing the 
same way. Like yeah. she comes on screen, she's like, I'm pure sex and I play basketball. And it's like, why? Why did you make this this way? Why did you draw her like that? Why is she, her only purpose on screen to be ogled? Like it was so, it was so tough. Gotta give those dads bringing the kids to the movie theater something to watch. Oh yeah. Well, I like that in my mind, they didn't care about Michael Jordan. <laughs> I mean, I guess they did, but they needed more than just that. They're like, Michael Jordan's this hot ass rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. The wife is like, how was the movie, hun? He was like, good. They're like, did you see your basketball guy he was like yeah yeah <laughs> she I, I understood the sex appeal of her but i didn't actually i never saw that movie until i was a grown-up and i didn't care so like she was she was tangentially on my radar you know what i mean i never cared or looked yeah. at her or thought about her i was never doing any spin art with her you know no, what i mean no 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 i get it <laughs> um couple a couple honorable mentions if if we can real quick yeah 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 um the first time i ever saw a topless woman in a movie was titanic nice my parents had gone to see it and they're like, a movie's fantastic. You got to go. And I was like, okay. I'm like 13 at the time or whatever. Mm -hmm. We go and they were like preparing me because my parents had to put everything into context. They were like, okay, there's a scene in the movie, but it's like very artful. It's very, it's artsy. She's getting drawn like a French girl. I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm prepared. All right. Going to see boobs for the first time with my parents. Here we go. And we get there. Here we go. <laughs> and the children that I babysit were sitting in front of me. Nice. Three siblings and they turn like Aaron you're here this movie's awesome we've seen it three times already we love Titanic they loved that movie they had it at home we watched it all the time yeah, you know why they loved it I'll give you two reasons <laughs> they were too young to know man they didn't give a shit but here I am like all awkwarded out and then um, then it just made it like so extra awkward because I'm like here I am seeing boobs in a movie with my parents and the like seven year old my babysit <laughs> So now here's my biggest question, okay? Yeah. You and I have seen dozens of movies together, right? Yes. Yeah. And there is a specific thing, and we've talked about it many, many times on the podcast. All of our mutual friends know this is an Aaron McLean thing to do in a movie that you're enjoying, is to turn to the person next to you and give them a nice big high five up top. So when Kate Winslet <laughs> pulls out those gazungas, are you high fiving mom, <laughs> dad, or the babysitting kids? Who get who gets the five fingers to salute there? <laughs> Nobody. I'm too mortified. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> Fucking Titanic. And, uh, and like, for those who don't know, I went to Catholic school for 18 years. I was raised Catholic as shit. So guilt. I'm watching the movie and I can't think about whether Leonardo DiCaprio can fit in that fucking door. I'm just guilt ridden with those tatas that I saw. <laughs> My sin witnessed by God, the children I made. And your said, mom. <laughs> My mom. Yeah. Mrs. Aaron. Uh, yeah. Wow. So the guilt of Titanic never to be forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the hottest Street Fighter character? Blanca. <laughs> ah, my man. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> quick, quick man crush. Cammy uh, or Chun Li? Chun Li, yeah, for sure. That's yep. that's the correct answer. Uh, quick man crush, just a real quick one. Oh, Ryan Reynolds is is top top for me. I probably Ryan the, Reynolds, yeah, probably the number one top. Yeah, Yours is, yeah. you're gonna say me, right? I was gonna say Rufio, but the but dog little, or the Rufio with the little belly shirt. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> 
Any I, was man- gonna, I was just about to bust you for making your man crush sexual. And I was like, nope, don't you do that. You love Ryan Reynolds abs like crazy. I was like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Any man who can pull off a belly shirt. I salute you, sir. And your little dual mohawk. Yeah. And here's the coolest thing about fucking uh, Rufio. He like everybody's like Robin Williams is the man. He's like a, a, a comic icon. And here is this kid talking shit to him. <laughs> And he says one of those cold ass lines I've ever heard in a movie. All adults are pirates and we kill pirates. Damn. <laughs> I like that so many of your crushes have a pirate influence. And so many of your crushes don't take shit from adults is what I'm sensing. You numerous <laughs> times mentioned like that person doesn't have any grownups telling them what to do. He's bad mouthing Robin Williams and all parents. <laughs> and, like, and he must be a huge boner for you because he is shitting on parenting with a pirate flair. You know what I mean? Like there's everything wrapped up in that one line. Oh, I hate authority. If he was animated, it would, that would be it. You'd be running away with him. <laughs> uh, the other one, Egon Spangler, but not Harold Ramis. From no, the cartoon. I, I know. <laughs> it's that, it's that donut for hair, man. That's, you know, when you said Egon Spangler, I immediately thought of the real Ghostbusters animated Egon Spangler. I wasn't thinking of, of, anyone in the movie. He was smart. What can I say? No pirates, though, but he was smart. (laughs) Well, they're kind of like the pirates of the living. Uh, And I have to drop one last thing because I told Kate I was going to talk about it and we laughed about it. Um, Christina Applegate and Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Okay. Because first, she's this badass chick who's... (laughs) Doesn't like pirates. (laughs) Doesn't like adults as a pirate. She's like the pirate of all babysitters. (laughs) She pisses off the babysitter enough that she dies. And then, um, and then you know, takes again charge. another woman who's killed a man or killed a person. So you're on board for that. <laughs> and then she takes charge and becomes quite a business lady. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of fun here tonight. And we, <laughs> we said some funny shit, but I can't, I can't shoot any holes through any of your choices. They are like I, even the ones that I didn't have a crush on myself, I certainly can see. Like if we were at a bar and Pippi Stocking walked in, or an animated dog animal walked in, and you were like, "Dude, I'm going over there." I wouldn't hold you back. I'd be like, "You do it, man." Uh, I'm just well, imagining like that. I would walk over to Rufio and be like, "Hey, man, my buddy's over there, but he's too shy to come talk to you." <laughs> <laughs> he wrote this letter on a napkin. Do you like me? Check yes. Check no. And the bouncer comes over to deliver his message. <laughs> so I have one left on my list. Right. And it was she. I shouldn't say it. She. And she's a real girl, a real human. She is probably Wait, the number one. If you're going to say your wife, I'm going to beat you to it. No. Oh. Don't have a crush on my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have a crush on my wife. Is she on your list? No. Oh, that would have been baller if either one of us was that funny to put each other's wives on the list <laughs> there's this girl her name is kate mclean she <laughs> mrs. makes kate, she, mrs she, mrs aaron she makes my roomie so happy and i'm just like just uh, i think that's so cool <laughs> no this is a woman uh, she's a woman now but i saw her in a movie as a girl i've okay. seen her in a bunch of movies since she is sometimes a great actress sometimes she's in a shitty movie and i don't think she does a great job but she is still gorgeous she's sophisticated She's hot and she was... I don't know. Who's, who is someone you could think of from that, from us? Do you, do you have any like that? That are like, this is a woman who like, if she walked in a room, I would, I would be um like starstruck. And I, I don't, I don't get that very much. I, I don't 
don't know. I need more than that. Tell me, tell me an obscure thing from a movie. You just, you just named like three hundred million people. I've seen her in a kids movie, and I've seen her in a movie where she's using a dildo with another woman. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Wait, is she in? Oh, oh, Jennifer Connelly. Yes. Holy Jennifer. shit. No, really? Yeah. Yeah. Labyrinth and uh, Requiem for a Dream. Okay. She has been in so much. Like, I think she is a really good actress when she's in a good movie. She's been in a ton of shit that was terrible or that her role was terrible, but I don't really blame her per se. I think she's gorgeous. I thought she's almost like, um. I watched, this is going to be a weird comparison, but I'm tired. I watched the first Karate Kid movie recently and okay. Ralph Macchio is charming as fuck in it. He just is a character that you love the character. And I think as a kid, I loved Sarah in Labyrinth. I thought she was pretty, but I don't think that's what I was thinking. I think I thought she's trying to save her brother. She's nice to all these creatures. You know, she helps Ludo get free and then she's not afraid of him. Hoggle looks like an asshole, but she and is an asshole. Did you just see they found Hoggle? They just found the puppet. It's been in a suitcase for years. Yeah. for yeah. He Um, looks like death. But like he looked like death before. But she's still <laughs> nice to him. Like, she's such a heartwarming character that I think as a kid, I like looked up to her. She's like, I want her to babysit me. I think that's like what you, what she, I felt. We just watched Dark City, which she's in. Yeah. Uh, which is a cool movie. And and she's gorgeous in it. And I, I brought this up to my wife. I was like, she's been acting forever. Yeah. And she's been acting in roles that I think have often been casting her older and more sexual than her age should be. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like one of those unfortunate things you see in Hollywood all the time where like they over-sexualize a character or an actress too young and then they're like constantly playing these sexy roles and you're like mm. you're like 17 I hate that stop doing that Hollywood but yeah Jennifer Connelly's awesome I love that movie where she has like the bug powers <laughs> Phenomenon or, uh, or what's the or, other or, one uh, oh start with an O Phenomenon, Phenomenon. yeah Phenomenon. <laughs> um, Phenomenon she's been in so many great movies and she's done some really great things and then she's done some things that were just fun and then she's done some other stuff that was like ugh why like you're doing that fine but she's you know Rick she's Wimper gorgeous dream. oh shit Oh, God. Holy shit. Requiem for a dream. Terrifying. Well, but I mean, she did a good job and that's a hard fucking movie to watch. It's, it must have been a hard movie to do. Yeah. But um, I was thinking more like the new Top Gun. She's a waste in. She was in a Hulk movie, a waste. It's not her fault and she didn't do a terrible job. It's just look at the script she had. Look at the direction she what had. Hulk look at the movie. Was she in the Ang Lee one? I wanted she was. Yeah, I want to say she was in the Eric Bano Ang Lee one. Mm. Um, I think she was also, if I'm not mistaken, I think she was the voice of Spider-Man's AI in the first Tom Holland movie. But like she's a person that I think I would triple and I think I'm pretty fucking suave just ask Kristen Hodish <laughs> um, I think I'm pretty I think I'm pretty good at least like because you and I again we're not talking to Jennifer Connelly's but when we talk to people they are people we care about and I don't think I trip over my words even when I meet people who've written and drawn my absolute favorite book you know and I trip I, over my words when I'm talking to myself <laughs> crazy bastard but I think I would be like uh, like this is Jennifer for Connolly growing up, yeah. watching her and, you know, adoring her in different ways, right? I want her to babysit me. I want her to come to my bachelor party. I want, I want her to want do her... some spin art with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I think she's probably my end all be all overarching pop culture crush of life. Nice. Yours, is, Ruf- cartoon. yours is Rufio, right? <laughs> Rufio. <laughs> no, 
it's some cartoon probably. Um, that's a good one, man. Yeah. <sighs> but that's the cool thing about movies and pop culture. They make you feel things for characters that even though they're not real people, sometimes they're not even real, they're drawn, but it makes you feel things. Bring it and, back down. And if I can like to be serious, you guys know I'm a teacher and tomorrow is the, the, we're recording this on the 13th. Tomorrow is Valentine's Day. And when I say to them, oh, Valentine's Day is about celebrating the people you love. Half the class goes, and I'm like, shut up. You don't know about love. No, I say you don't say ew because love can mean a lot of different things. Right. And to be like serious, I really do feel this way. And the way that I tell them is like, I don't have a dog anymore. But when I had a dog, I'd be like, I love my dog. I love my son. I love my wife. I love my friends. And then to the kids, I, the students, I say, I love you guys. And I try to explain like all of that is love. It's just different types of love. I don't love my dog the same way that I love my best friend. But I, <laughs> I don't love DJ Tanner the same way I do that animated cat. <laughs> but it's 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 I'm I'm thinking of it now that we're thinking of all the different um crushes that we've talked about tonight, and you and I going back and trying to explain why we like them. Whether it was the beginning of understanding sexualization, right, or what I just said about Jennifer Connelly, I want her to babysit me. I remember liking a lot of my babysitters on a non-romantic sexual level, but just kind of like looking up to them being women that I thought were cool and also probably thought they were pretty without realizing it. It's just interesting to think about what you would constitute as a crush throughout your lifetime. You know what I mean? Like a crush that I have now would be a lot different than the crush I had at 18 would be a lot different than Kristen Hodish. Although Kristen Hodish, I don't know if you're listening, but if you are slide in those DMS, just just say (laughs) you're right, man, as usual. I love it. Love it. When we can land the plane with a, with a deep thought, um, that happens a lot here on the lunch plan, (laughs) right? Not, not often. Um, but sometimes, uh, definitely big shout out to the wives, uh, to Kate. Thanks for, putting up with uh let me put it go on a podcast talk about all the <laughs> hot animated boobs I, I like to watch or whatever but um appreciate you and thank you for everything you do for me and the ghostbuster ecto one thing awesome valentine's day gift i got her flowers <laughs> <laughs> okay everyone listening we often try to tell you to go watch youtube video of us okay you need to go watch the moment that just happened where Aaron realizes he did <laughs> not get a good enough present. No, no, no. I also got her a murder mystery game. Oh, nice. That okay. we can solve a murder together. Um, that'll you should be open fun. it now and look at the answer. That way, when you do it together, you, you seem really it. smart. Yeah, she's going to be like, wow, you thought of flowers and you know who the killer is. No, but they're flowers that she can't be allergic to because Kate's allergic to everything. So I got her flowers that she can't be allergic to because they're like handmade and like at, like like folded really beautiful paper. It's like a work oh, of art. So you- it's cool. You got her paper. You didn't get her flowers. <laughs> I, got her, I, got, I didn't even get her flowers. I got her paper. Oh, God. Here, babe. I got you some paper and a board game. It was the butler. Good night. <laughs> what do you mean, good night? Uh, I have to go watch Hook and then goof, Goofy Movie. <laughs> hey, babe, before you hop in bed, can you do a hair flip? No, no. Do it slower. Can you look more like a dog when you do it? <laughs> Can you whip me just once? Oh, ow, fuck. Oh, oh, it hurts so bad. 
Okay, that's enough. That's enough of that game. Okay. Oh, man. That would be like a wife win if she heard you and is like right now messaging Michelle Pfeiffer and she gets you, she gets her for tomorrow for that one whip. Oh, God, no. Oh, God, I hope. (laughs) I've never wanted somebody to be whipped by Michelle Pfeiffer so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Remember like three and a half minutes ago when you're like, I like when we can land the plane with a a deep thought. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. The callback was uh, just there. I I couldn't, I could not make it happen. Oh, Rumi, there's just one last thing we need to do is blast this thing off. (laughs) We're the Rocketeers and we're out. We love you guys. Happy St. Valentine's Day. (laughs) I keep calling it St. Patrick's Day. Four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.